You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. So we're going to have one more piece of multimedia to share with you. All right, talk to me, man. Um, so give me one second. Sit. Um, I began following this organization on Instagram called the Gospel Coalition. Okay. And they, I recently saw one of their posts about one of their articles. They post a lot of articles, I know. I know. I'm pretty sure they do a lot of other stuff. They have a lot of good resources, I believe. Um, but what I know them, I just see a lot of their article posts, or their headlines anyway, on their Instagram. And this one in particular caught my attention. And the title is David Platt Models How to Pray for a president and so basically I can just read you the story it's only a few sentences it says when President Trump made an appearance at a church in Northern Virginia this afternoon David Platt who was the pastor there showed how we can and should pray for our presidents so I'm just take a moment to to listen to this prayer What 1 Timothy chapter 2 says to do. Many of you may have seen that there was a call to, to particularly on this Sunday, pray for our president. We don't want to do that just on this Sunday. We want to do that continually, day in and day out. So I want to ask us to bow our heads together now and pray for our president. Oh God, we praise you as the one universal king over all. You are our leader and our Lord, and we worship you. There is one God and one Savior, and it's you, and your name is Jesus, and we exalt you, Jesus. And we know we need your mercy. We need your grace. We need your help. We need your wisdom in our country. And so we stand right now on behalf of our president and we pray for your grace and your mercy and your wisdom upon him. God, we pray that he would know how much you love him, so much that you have sent Jesus to die for his sins, our sins, so we pray that he would look to you, that he would trust in you, that he would lean on you, that he would govern and make decisions in ways that are good for justice and good for righteousness and good for equity, every good path. Lord, we pray, we pray that you would give him all the grace he needs to govern in ways that we just saw in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that lead to peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. 
God, we pray for your blessing in that way upon his family. We pray that you would give them strength. We pray that you would give them clarity, wisdom, wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Please, oh God, give him wisdom and help him to lead our country alongside other leaders. We pray today for leaders in Congress. We pray for leaders in courts. We pray for leaders at national and state levels. Please, oh God, help us to look to you. Help us to trust in your word. Help us to seek your wisdom and live in ways that reflect your love and your grace, your righteousness and your justice. We pray for your blessings on our president toward that end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Cool. So, uh, Miles, your thoughts on the prayer itself? Um, the prayer itself was fine. Um, when I hear that, that prayer, it makes me think of the prayer that we should do for anybody that we don't know. Pray for them to be guided by guided to Jesus Christ, be given wisdom in any of the decisions that they make for protection, for understanding, for a heart of a heart after God, for love, for for those type of concepts and saying and that's what we were um that's what was said in the New Testament is to pray for your leadership. Mm -hmm. And so the prayer itself seems it seems fine. I don't see any issue with it. It seems like it fits what we would think of as a prayer for any leader. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think it was specially, I don't think it was especially tailored towards uh, 45, but, you know, the prayer itself was fine. Yeah, I thought it was a good prayer. And I've when I've prayed for the president before, it sounded... A lot like, a lot like this one. Of course, this guy is a pastor, and he was it was, preached. He was praying for the president right after a church service. It was much more eloquent than a lot of my prayers are, but it had the same sentiments and the same desires reflected. Like I want the president, we we're what the Bible tells us that we're supposed to pray for our leaders, and so I submit to that. Even though I do not like President Trump, like as a person. And I don't think that he acts respectively or honorably. I don't think he, I don't be, truly believe that he is a Christian. I think he um, panders to the, his like evangelical base mm -hmm. um, for votes and support and whatnot. But as my leader, as the leader of this country, like I'm supposed to pray for him and, and I do. I could just like my, I, but I feel like a, a lot of saved and old people, even like believers, like would still probably feel some some resistance to that. And I think this was a good reminder to me to just continue praying for him because like even he says in the prayer, we shouldn't just do it on that one Sunday that it was you know being asked for. Mm -hmm. We should it should be a regular part. And a lot of times, you know, it's hard to pray for people that you don't like and yeah. that get on your nerves. Yeah. Um, especially people who. Especially people like Trump. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bible says the Bible says it's it's easy to show favor and be kind exactly. and and 
and do things for your friends, yes. for the family, for the people that you get some type of benefit from. But it takes true the true love of God to be able to pray for somebody that may be your enemy that you may not like. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, he's still a human being, like we said earlier when we're talking about Palestine, made, where in, the image of God. made in the image of God. Whether he is uh, faithful to the teachings of Jesus Christ, that that yeah. that can be based on opinion, that could be based on truth. It may change, it may fluctuate. But ideally, no matter what your opinions are or feelings about any individual, and this is beyond, uh, beyond Trump, but any individual, you should be willing to pray for them, to pray for guidance, to pray for strength, to pray for health, all those different things. Now, the, the hard part is that we have those conflicts when, when that person's actions may harm us, right? When that person's uh, behavior may be contrary. Um, and I think that's, I completely understand that conflict. Um, yeah, I completely understand that conflict. I think the difficult part about that scenario is that, you know, he, the, it's funny because, uh, what's his name again? What's the pastor's name? David Platt. David Platt snuck in some things about equity. He snuck in a couple words here and there that probably perked up uh, 45's ears because those are words that his administration has even said that the CDC can't use in research anymore. There are certain words that have been banned, but that gets out, that gets us into another topic. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that he still kind of snuck in like, hey, be a little bit more loving. And I'm going to say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And what also what that also makes me wonder because I did my ears did definitely perk up when I heard those words, but it may, it'll make me wonder. I, I want to kind of makes me want to like learn more about this minister and to see like what when he says equity and justice, what is he talking about? Yeah. Um, because if you're not talking about the same thing, then you can think of you're praying and believing yeah. for the same thing when really you're not. But I mean, I. From this from this prayer, I have no reason to believe that it was nothing but um, a sincere prayer. However, my mom always well, my mom told me I think my yeah my mom used to always say that you can be sincerely wrong. Yeah. So if if the, if for whatever their view of like justice and equity is like if the status quo as it stands to them is okay and right, then their view of justice and equity is, is skewed. Yeah. But if it's not, and he was really really truly asking for for a change then i believe that that prayer was 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 spot on yeah uh that's one of the hard things when you hear uh prayers right is because in this day and age a lot of definitions can be changed and be shifted so yeah. so you know like i'm i'm in in uh honor and trust like i'm praying that david uh, Platt, his words, those those key words that he said didn't have an asterisk yeah. next by it, you know? Uh, oh, terms and conditions may change, you know? I'm praying that those were things that he specifically said, okay, you know? Like, I'm praying that he has the, the right heart. Yeah. But regardless, I also truly believe that 
that our God is a God of justice and righteousness. So even if the prayer was, uh, even if somebody prays and then the person themselves does not hold the same definitions or the same views, I believe that God still moves and will will correct the the misdirections or hears or understands the true intent or what the true intent should be of that prayer because i don't believe that you know i i believe that when we look at the bible and says i will i will bless those that bless you i will curse those that curse you and some people will actually use prayer to curse other people true that so I'm hoping and I'm praying that all these things were done with a heart, uh, a heart of God, a heart after Jesus. And if it's not, I pray that Jesus corrects their hearts. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, final word on that prayer is it was good. And it was, like I said, it was a very convicting display of how we should live our lives. Yeah. Because we can't be, we're not supposed to have um, favoritism on who we pray for and who we don't because God says and you know he causes the sun to shine on the on the unrighteous and the righteous he causes the rain to fall on just, on everybody yes. and the just yeah the just and the unjust and so we we're supposed to pray for everybody but particularly like the Bible singles out our leaders we definitely got to pray for the president um, one other thing I want to pull out from this mm -hmm. from this article because like I was cool with the prayer mm-hmm and it's on their website. If you go to thegospelcoalition.org and just look up how to pray for a president, it should be the article that pops up. That's how I found it today for, for this episode. The thing that I got me, I was just like, ah, I knew I was going to find some of this somewhere. And this is, this is not something that was said by the Gospel Coalition. The Gospel Coalition was quoting someone else. Okay. All right? So they were giving some, sort of, some of the background to, to, to what led up to that prayer. So first uh -huh. off, like uh, this pastor didn't know that the president was coming. He got a call like a few minutes before the president arrived saying that he was in a car on the way there. Oh. And wanted prayer. Okay. And so he was just like, okay. And the president right. showed up and he prayed for him. And when he was talking, when he was, he referenced like the call to pray for the president. And I believe he was, he was re referencing this quote that the Gospel Coalition has in this article. And it's from Franklin Graham who's the president of Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He posted a video on Twitter. I'm reading from the article calling on Christians to take a moment on Sunday and Miles has read ahead to see what I'm talking about. Go so this is, what, this is what the quote says. This is what he said. I don't believe any president in the history of this nation has been attacked more than Donald Trump. He is our president, and if he succeeds, we all benefit. But if his enemies are allowed to destroy him and pull down the presidency, it will hurt our entire nation. And so I'm asking that we take a few moments and that we pray on the 2nd of June. Pray for him and his family. We're going to do this all over the country, many thousands of churches. So please join us on June 2nd and pray for President Donald J. Trump. So, we've already established that we should pray for the president, so that's not the problem. That's not the that's not the part of the tweets or the message that I am going to be talking about today. I'm talking about this first statement. Can, can I ask? Can I ask before we get into the actual statement? Yeah. Could you give me some background on 
Billy Graham or uh, Franklin Graham because I hear those names a lot. Mm -hmm. But I just want to make sure that the next things that come out of my mouth are fully informed. Okay. So I, well, I'm, all I can tell you is what I know. Mm -hmm. I know that Billy Graham was the most popular, famous, and influential um, evangelist in recent history. Mm -hmm. I believe he, he died fairly recently. I can't remember when it was, but he, he lived a really long life and he was just, he was a really prolific evangelist mm -hmm. um, in America and abroad. And uh, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is his organization. I'm, I'm not sure when that was founded. When mm -hmm. I saw Franklin Graham, I just assumed that it was either his son or grandson or something like that, mm -hmm. who is now leading the, those organizations. And so I would assume that Franklin Graham is also and right. evangelist. Right. So you want my honest opinion? I mean, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say <laughs> this. Um, this is that, 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 again, the tension is like, yeah, we got to pray for the president, but <laughs> the things, the things that they attach to the prayer. Yeah. For you to say, I don't believe any president in his, uh, the history of this nation has been attacked more than Donald Trump. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was shot in the head for sleep, freeing slaves. Mm -hmm. True that. And <laughs> it's is this type of revisionist history that is severely disappointing when it's, it's connected, dangerous. dangerous, extremely dangerous when connected to Christianity. Uh, evangelic, uh, evangelic teachings. All the, all these things are really sad because if you want to pray for the president, just say we should pray for our president. Because the Bible tells us. Because so. the Bible tells because us. Because he, so. he clearly needs it. But when you're saying he's the most attacked, that sounds like you're one. You're trying to build sympathy because I remember when Obama was being criticized for wearing a tan suit. Right, yeah. like, like I remember he was he was criticized he he was criticized for wearing a tan suit. He was criticized for not wearing a jacket while he was in the Oval Office. He was criticized for being caught riding a bike with a with a biker's helmet and looking too corny during the same week when um, Vladimir Putin was pictured looking very manly and rough riding uh, a horse. Yeah. Top, uh, shirtless shirtless and he was like oh how could our president he's just embarrassing us by looking too much like a dork and i was like just so many little things that people came at the like at president obama for and you're saying that this president is has been attacked more than any any any, any. Other, any other i was gonna say do we have to name how many presidents have been shot do we have to name? Just like, first of all, I don't believe that no one's ever, whoever the president is, nobody's satisfied. You, you, but that's the thing. You're never, you're never going to satisfy everybody. So the president, like whoever's the president, like you're just signing up to, to get, you know, to but, get those shots but at what, But let's, let's talk about what this really is, yep. right? Because this statement is more support in white supremacy. True that. It, it is holding up 
a is holding up a notion that no matter what president trump should not be uh criticized in yeah, any way and, shape and form and, it, and it's also and, just a um sorry for yeah, interrupting no but it's also it's got these underlying assumptions of this entitlement to rightness and this and, and entitlement to just let me just do what i want to do yeah you know I'm white. I got this. <laughs> and even when you look at like the the statement says, uh, but if his enemies are allowed to destroy him and pull down the pres presidency, it will hurt our entire nation. The idea, one, this is in the midst of all the conversations about impeachment, all the conversations about True. treason. It's loaded. This is this is a very loaded statement. And then his enemies, they define their enemies completely different than saying it could be anybody that disagrees with him is his enemy, you know? And the idea is that we've, we've impeached people for less. We impeach uh, Clinton for much less than all the information that we have yes. against Donald Trump. And regardless of my opinions on either one of them or either one of their actions for saying that this will tear down the presidency our nation will be destroyed that's not the case that is not the case and i truly believe that this is dangerous for political leaders to hide uh i mean not political religious leaders to hide political um political commentary under under the guise of saying we're doing what God wants us to do. Yep. Because even when we look in the Bible, when we look at Saul, right? Mm -hmm. We look at Saul, he was blessed and marked and chosen by God. And when he behaved outside of God's will, someone else was chosen. Someone else, uh, King David was then decided to be the person to take his place. So that doesn't mean that our leaders are um, impervious to critique or imper or allowed to do whatever they want to do and have no um, responsibility towards God or their constituents. Wrong is wrong. Things are things are really really wrong so then when you're saying that someone who criticizes or caught brings attention to bad behaviors is your enemy and then saying we can't allow our enemies to win all of a sudden you're 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 really convoluting and bringing in other things that shouldn't be brought into a prayer if i'm going to pray for a president i'm going to pray for a president because i should pray for my leadership that does not mean that i'm okaying and using prayer to uh to get back at somebody's fictional enemies. Exactly. And just because for people who are still struggling with the idea of praying for someone that you don't, for praying for the president in particular, like praying for someone does not mean that you like them, doesn't mean that you're okay for them. Like, and a lot of my prayers, like I pray for God to convict him of the sin in his life. And that if he's, to, to, if he's going to say he's a believer to actually be one and to have a life that bears fruit worthy of repentance. And so, and this is me praying for him, knowing full well, knowing a lot of just his, just seeing the, the, his, the piece of his character that he um, exhibits 
in in the open and just just knowing from even from his history just like his lack of care and concern for anybody for, outside for, of himself for yeah for exactly for anybody outside <laughs> like, of himself and definitely for people who are not other rich white guys like him I mean, you know, even then, he doesn't even like other rich white guys. But, but that will be that will be us being too far in the the weeds. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It was like too too. That, that that's like pretty subjective. But there's some other things from this post that I want to pull out and say. Yeah. This just just the exaggeration that a lot of people use. If his enemies are allowed to destroy him, okay. First of all, if you're talking, we're talking about politics, and they clearly were. I'm pretty sure it's like if if Trump is impeached. First of all. It will not destroy him. No. He was a rich white person who was, before before he became president, and if he's impeached, he will still be a rich white man. He will not be destroyed. And I feel like there's this... this over, it's like sensationalization yeah. of any sort of attack or disagreement against just white people in power in general, but especially here, we're talking about the president. And it says here, it's like, he is our president. Yes, that is true. Yes. And if he succeeds, we all benefit. Pause. That's where I gotta <laughs> stop you. <laughs> because that we has an asterisk. Exactly. Next to that, that, that and is like ah, that's where I, that's where you yeah. miss me. You 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 lost me at end. All right. So if, if he succeeds, we all benefit. So I'm just thinking like right here, if he if Trump succeeds, just these are just the things that I know about. Like last like uh, the last episode we talked or was it the last episode? the last episode oh, yeah the last episode i think maybe part one we talked about the his immigration bill yeah right and talking about so if he's if that succeeds people's families the people won't be able to reunite with their families so it's like so who is we also who is we that you're talking about is you you have a very defined we that you're talking about and it doesn't include all christians the we is subjective the success or succeeds is a very subjective benefit this is a dog whistle this is calling out to a certain type and class of people it's not towards the body of christ it's towards the his evangelical base to 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 rise up and it's a dog whistle yeah it's a dog whistle this, and I, and I feel like this, is, this, is, this, is, this isn't just a call to pray this is a call for like that's rabid a, defense of whatever he says. That's a call to action. That's what that is. That is a that is a dangerous call to action by saying that anything that is against what Trump is trying to do completely destroy us. Yeah, it's, it's saying any opposition to Trump is against God. That's any, that's what this translates. Any critique, to. any question, is against the will of God, which is not true. true. It's false and is the dangerous thing to say. And then going back, I'm kind of go working backwards. Go ahead. So the, the very first statement, I don't believe any president in the history of this nation has been attacked more than Donald Trump. And I was like, you know what? Let's say that is the case, right? Maybe maybe Donald Trump is the most attacked president in the history of this nation. I was like, can we wonder why? It's like, is Donald Trump perhaps reaping what he has sown? Because I do remember when Barack mm -hmm. Obama was president, Donald Trump was continuously harassing him yeah. over and over and over again um uh, questioning yeah. his his citizenship which is a form of racial oppression because you never no one ever questions a white person's citizenship um regardless of how 
quote unquote un-American their last name is. Yeah. Um, no one ever questions white people about their citizenship. Yeah. And although he clearly said I was born in Hawaii, that wasn't good enough. And he just harassed them over and over and over again. And people, I guess enough people bought into it to the point where um, President Obama finally showed y'all, okay, look, here's my, here's here's my. Here's my birth certificate. Like you, like he was harassed to the point where we forced the president to show his papers. We had to show his documentation. All right, and so if like yeah. like it's not yeah. if like I don't I don't really necessarily believe in the phrase you know what goes around comes around, but I'm not shocked, and although i want the president i want the president to to be saved and i want him to to lead according to the will of god mm -hmm. but when i see people attacking him it's like i don't feel sorry mm -hmm. and i don't i don't feel sorry for him and i don't feel shocked i mean because he's not a nice person he's not and if he is he's very selective with his kindness He's very selective in a very racist, sexist, classist, demonic way. I'll say this. When I look at, when I interact in anything that comes up about uh, President Trump, I pause and I just observe. Mm -hmm. Because from what I've seen from his actions, the vast majority of his actions I don't believe are base are are helpful to the marginalized. Mm -hmm. I don't believe they are positive, especially when I'm looking down and seeing the things that are happening down at the borders. Yes. The there's no way that I can see that somebody who truly um, follows Christ would start, initiate, and continue these type of things. Exactly. Just like we said in the last episode, all those groups that Jesus actually talked about, yeah. like, does, what does Trump do for those people? Is, so, so I don't have an opinion about him. I, I stopped having an opinion about him because no matter what, I'm supposed to love him. But his actions portray a man who is not moving in the same vein as Jesus Christ. Amen. So the same way that I can say about, oh, I love the Jewish people. I love, you know, Israelites. But I can disapprove with of their actions. Of their actions. That's the same way I look at um, President Trump and his administration. Exactly. I will love them. I will uh, pray for them as a Christian should do. But when I look at their actions, those actions do not line up with Christian actions. So it is my purpose to support in any way, shape, and form the any actions that reflect God's love for his people. Exactly. And I feel that probably the, I meant to make this comment earlier, but um, when watching basketball games or watching any sports event, whenever like there's there's always there's you might be watching one game but there's two games going on there's the game as it is viewed by the fans of one team and then the game as it happened as the fans of one of the other team like no one is ever satisfied they always think that the ref was against them both teams will watch yeah. the same game 
and yeah. think that the referees were against their players and that the other team got got uh, too many calls passed up on. Mm-hmm. And I, so I feel like for even even if you do support Trump, like when you hear stuff like he's the most attacked president of our nation, like is that re- ask yourself like is that really true? Like have have other presidents before him not been attacked is there no reason why people should be upset with him like ask ask yourself these questions instead of just jumping like yeah you're right you know i just know that we've had presidents get assassinated and when somebody says they're the most attacked and nothing of the sort has has happened i'm like that just tells me a red flag right there it reminds me of and i'm not saying let me make clear that i'm not saying that anything should happen to him I am what I am saying is that we've seen more extreme responses to American presidents in our history and compared to that this is whatever critiques that he is getting is is nothing in compared to those yeah I feel like he's walking in this like super privilege that I've I've never seen before in terms of just immunity towards well, just this yeah. immunity to towards like federal law everything and, and, and just like the whole the, the whole Mueller investigation like there's definitely reasons mm-hmm. to to be upset and there's definitely reasons for him to have to have enemies the, the last thing I'm going to share with with everyone before we pray up. and we, yeah before you pray and wrap up is just this video that was Produced by now this with the help of Robert De Niro, and basically it's a video. It's a video of what you can find on YouTube. I just to find it again. I just typed in now this Robert De Niro, and it says Robert De Niro and former federal prosecutors on the Mueller report. And basically what they do is so the Mueller report, like when he when he presented it, it said that there was nothing in the report that showed that they could indict the president because he's the president mm-hmm. not because he didn't do anything illegal yeah and they just go into a lot more detail about it it's um uh just like a two and a half minute clip and i think it just shows it just like shows it's other reasons like of course there's like this guy's done some shady illegal stuff yeah and before we pray i just want to share this video <laughs> You're creating a Wix site. Yeah. yeah. You may have seen me on Saturday Night Live as a certain federal prosecutor. That was acting. But now we're going to hear from some real federal prosecutors. I have so much admiration for their intelligence and dedication to their work. Recently, over a thousand former federal prosecutors who served under both Republican and Democratic presidents have united to sign a statement to help Americans understand what's actually in the Mueller report. Their conclusion should trouble us all. Listen to them in their own words. We are former federal prosecutors. We served under Democratic presidents. And Republican presidents. We carefully read and analyzed the Mueller report. And we all strongly believe that there is more than enough evidence to indict President Trump for multiple felony counts of obstruction of justice. Of obstruction of justice. Of obstruction of justice. Of obstruction of justice. The evidence shows that President Trump tried to stop, limit, and interfere with the Mueller investigation 
and other federal investigations surrounding him. How did he do that? Here's what the evidence shows. President Trump tried to fire Mueller. And then tried to get others to lie and create false evidence about it. President Trump tried to make sure that Mueller's investigation didn't focus on him or his campaign by controlling who was in charge of it and what they were allowed to look at. And he tried to prevent witnesses from cooperating with law enforcement. It's all in the report. You should read it for yourself. There's more than enough evidence to convince the jury beyond a reasonable doubt that President Trump committed the crime of obstruction of justice several times. But the Department of Justice has a long-standing policy that prevents a sitting president from being charged with a crime. That's why Mueller didn't say whether he thought President Trump obstructed justice. But if he weren't in the White House, President Trump would be charged with serious crimes. This isn't even a close case. If you or I did what President Trump did, we'd be facing prison. And no one, not even the president, should be above the law. In the words of the Mueller report, no person is above the law. So, um, without belaboring it too much, that's, a, that's correct. Um, the long, the... The decision that is reflected in the Department of Justice has to do with a statement that was made by, I think it was the Attorney General at the time, under Nixon. Keep in mind, Nixon was <laughs> being under investigation for impeachment. So the idea is that this isn't something that is in the Constitution. It is something that was created as a document and has been a loose rule because it's only happened um, a handful of times where this even needed to be considered. So Mueller was saying that under, uh, under with historical precedent, we, uh, the uh, Justice Department, it would not be able to indict a sitting president. Mm -hmm. And How, he also, yeah, well, in, in that same address, because I want to hurry up and get to the, the prayer. Go ahead. Um, he also was pretty much calling out Congress to, quote unquote, like do their job, which is like, so since we cannot indict him, Congress, you need to do what you're supposed to do when we have a president who is committing uh, federal pri uh, crimes, which is to impeach him or at least go go through whatever the process is yeah. of at least having, start the uh, yeah at process. least start that process but yeah this episode has gone kind of long i didn't want to do another part two episode so i think we should just yeah. pray because we can talk all day but god is the one who's gonna who's gonna lead all this and empower us to do what really needs to be done yeah so um lord god we thank you for your wisdom we thank you for your knowledge we thank you for your understanding Lord, where the enemy has blocked and clouded our minds, where he's with um, partisanship, with religious-sounding dogma and rhetoric that is completely not of you and a completely man-made and fabricated just to appease and to rationalize the maintenance of a demonic status quo. Lord God, please, we, we just declare that those are broken down right now in the name of Jesus. Um, we just thank you for opportunities to to bring marginalized cultures 
into into the forefront, um, like Beyonce did with uh, with her Coachella performance. And we're not condoning her her music. We're not condoning her lifestyle. We're not condoning um, things that she does. That is clearly not in line with the Word of God, or, or at least questionable, Lord God. But we just thank you for the for that for for the one thing that was good, for the one thing that was redeemable, which was just bringing light and giving voice to marginalized people, which you did so many times throughout um, throughout biblical history. Lord God, we just thank you for opportunities like that. Help us to be actively anti-racist and not just passively non-racist, Lord. Help us to recognize opportunities in simple ways where we can just, just acknowledge the, the existence of people who are not like us. Lord God, help us when we are presented with situations like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to not choose a side based off of man-made political standpoints, but to really seek your will and to approach the issue based off of our knowledge and understanding and the revelation of your word and your will. And Lord God, we do lift up the president of the United States, Lord God, I pray that you indeed reveal his sin to him. I pray that he sees himself and he sees his life, his choices, the way you see them in, in truth. Lord, I pray that you convict him of his sin in his life. I pray that he repents and that he lives a life bearing fruit of repentance. And I pray that he leads this country in doing so, Lord God. I pray that you send people around him who truly who know your word and who are not trying to, to just suck up to him, Lord God, but who are, I pray that you send prophets and messengers from you who are like that soldier that Joshua saw who was not there where he wasn't on their side he wasn't on the enemy's side but he was on the side of the Lord I pray that you send people who are on your side Lord God I pray that you send kingdom envoys whether they're in the guise of White House staff other politicians Lord God I pray that you send kingdom envoys kingdom ambassadors to him to help influence him to help edify him gird him up in the word in truth so that he can be just and just be a man that lives a life in belief of your son and in the fear of the lord in jesus name amen amen all right that's it. So to all y'all out there, my lovely listeners and viewers, until the next time, keep the faith and stay woke. <laughs>